it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. I got that nerd rage. Nerd rage. I got that nerd rage. Nerd rage. They say I Welcome. Gentlemen and ladies, to another, it's the end of the month, so you know what that means, it's time to start hurting nerds. Uh, this is Nerd Herders, my favorite podcast I've ever done uh, with my fellow nerd herders. Uh, my name is Craig Legans. I am just one of the many uh, people that helped put this podcast on for you fellow nerds, and I'm joined by my favorite married nerd couple that isn't Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Please welcome back to Nerd Herders, Veronica Vargas and her better half, Damien Vargas. Welcome back, gentlemen and lady. The man who makes it all go. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain because he's out busting ghosts. Who are you going to call? Dan Calachico. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Your favorite show, huh? Making notes, Craig. That I've ever done in the podcast. <laughs> it's even my favorite comic book show I've ever oh, done. Oh, don't tell. <laughs> yes. Don't, if Steve I ever did. hears that, he's going to tune in one week. You know he's going to tune in the week you say that. Go, what the? I kid because the only reason I'm qualified to even talk about nerd stuff because I host another podcast called Comic Book Gurus that is unfortunately uh, on hiatus due to a deadly uh, plague that's um, going across the universe. But I digress. We're here to talk about fun stuff. And uh, Damien, before we went on the air, um, before uh, this is during rehearsal, um, we found out that there was uh, breaking news. Um, I didn't. Yep. Like anything, so hit it. All right, so we actually have some breaking news because nerd culture involves everything, and sometimes we cross over to the world of pro wrestling. Uh, breaking news comes out of the very opening of NXT. Now, um, Carry Across Keith Lee's match had been cut short because he had been worked like a quarter or three quarters of the match with a separated shoulder. Yes, they were slated yes. to open the show, and the curse came true of a new champion opening the show. Uh, due to his separated shoulder, Karrion Cross has relinquished the title after wow. just uh, going over for it this past Saturday night against Keith Lee. You know, any other incarnations of disturbed dreams on WWE TV just have no luck. Yes. So Karrion Cross is now the Finn Balor of NXT. Uh, unfortunately, yes. So, yeah, that just came out. Apparently, there's going to be like some sort of four-way or whatever, but the bigger news, of course, is 
unfortunately, he fell cursed to the same uh, thing as that happened to Finn Balor, separating his shoulder after a monstrous undefeated push, and now, unfortunately, has to relinquish the title. That is, yes, that is, sucks uh, big time. Uh, Karen Cross has such a great look and great body. Everything that's he's already WWE ready, and you know, and like you said, Damien, the 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 undefeated push, uh, just rotten, horrible luck. You know, I don't know if you guys saw the match at uh, at Takeover. You kind of saw it when it happened. Yeah, you know, or at least the the bulging disc in his shoulder is kind of a giveaway. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. For the collarbone. Yeah. It's like yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. And Damien, you <laughs> you right there. <laughs> because you've been in the ring, you've, you 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 kind of you kind of saw it before everyone else. It's like I'm like, oh, that looks. Uh, they can probably buff that right out, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you were like, nah, it's gonna gonna be a while. No, no, no. <laughs> that, 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 that don't go there. That's not where that goes. <laughs> it shouldn't bend that so, way. Yeah, it's that unfortunate situation because, like you said, there is hot. There's you know, like you said, he's the full package. They they said if they even said if Adam Cole had his size, forget about it. Like because this guy's got. Everything. Oh yeah, like, it's 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 just the same. I I really feel really bad for the guy. And the guy was apparently really upset. Triple H was upset for him. He's like, you know, he literally told Triple H, he's like, this is the biggest moment and match of my entire career. Everything I've done, mm-hmm. nothing is bigger than this moment to have this happen. And apparently, I guess he wanted to fight through it. But yeah, uh, yeah the, if the injury is that bad, that it's just not going to be able to happen. To even kind of protect him, so to speak, until he's yeah. ready. But I guess if It'll be a much longer duration than expected. So unfortunately, we're our breaking news is um some unfortunate news to start out with. <laughs> I got all excited and stuff. Like ooh, yeah, that's okay. Well, uh, that is bad news for for uh for Mr. Cross. Um, but this whole nerd herder thing is it fell right in our laps because as bad news as that is, we have to relinquish the NXT champion. Chip, uh, this week was DC fandom, so we mm-hmm. transitioned from bad news to nothing but good news because we got a oh, yeah. simply orgasmic amount of comic content, movies, oh, TV, yeah. all that, that in the DC fandom that happened earlier this week. Uh, we're going to cover as much as you want, but um, what did you yeah, guys see? Well, usually what we're going to, what the way we do is we throw a couple little tidbits out to you, just, just kind of like your little appetizers before your main topic. So yes. this is kind of like our roundtable discussions, opinions, and everything like that as well. Yeah, like, um, a, good drug, like, a, yeah, like a good drug pusher, you give us a taste first, and then we get thirsty for more. And so, yes. With the pot and you make your way up to all the way up to the heroin. <laughs> you got it, Veronica. That's exactly what that's exact analogy I was going for. Thank you. You get me. That's, that's, I am the worst. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, you know what? It could have been a lot worse because what I was going to say earlier was how, you know, since we're on, you know, this is our, our once a month show. I mean, I, I was going to say, I'm going to say it anyway. We're like Dan's period. We are. That, we are the bl- we are the bloody yes we are the bloody spots in his underwear that's exactly what we are. I love you so much. That's not that's not why my underwear is bloody. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. Oh, everybody is now tuning out. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye everybody. Bye. Socks came into the room right as that was happening. He's like, I'm out. 
So, so he's like, he's like, great. he was like Grandpa Simpson at the uh, the the, the hospital, the, yeah. at the brothel. Just walks in, take his hat off, take the back on, and go. Damien, what do you got for us? Uh, on to our next little tidbit before we get into the big stuff. I saved this one because I wanted to get Miss Foxy's reaction to it because oh. um, she kind of had smatterings of, but I got a little more information. Uh, it was confirmed about a day or two ago that Powerpuff Girls is getting a live television show treatment on the CW. Mm-hmm. Now. And further information on it, it's not, you know, them as the little girls or anything like that. What it actually is, is it's following them as young adults who now resent they've lost their childhood due to crime fighting. Oh, so, wow. I'm just, I, I don't know how they're going to pull off a live action version of Powerpuff Girls. Um, so, and then as young adults, it's gonna it's gonna basically be Riverdale. If it's going on to the CW, it's gonna be essentially Riverdale slash Buffy slash Charms, catering to that audience, which I understand. And still I, making I, them older. I was that young adult watching Buffy, mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't like that at all. I don't I, like the like that at all. Well, we still have to see it, so. Um... They could change your mind, and I just it'd be interesting to see how they how they pull it off. So that's that's that one. Like a lot of teen yeah. angst, though. But like are whole... we going to get the, the transvestic devil? Oh, probably. If it's, on C, if it's on CW, yes, because they they that's a very L, LGBTQ heavy network, so they're all about inclusiveness. So I would not. Bring on the mojo, Jojo. And are we gonna get the woman that you only ever see her legs? Well, I, gonna... so. I have expectations. I watched. I purposely had my parents get Cartoon Network in this house when they moved in here, so I could purposely watch Powerpuff Girls, even though I was already like 19 years old. Wow. Okay. I have expectations. <laughs> okay. All right. I... All right. So. That will be the way it's good, Dan. I just, I just want to say, somebody who lived through the reboot of a of a famous uh franchise it's 2020 uh and i'm not naming name y'all need to stop with the no there's no need i don't want this why why does it need to happen and just let it happen you're not discrediting that you need to see some tangible proof foxy to be like i need to i need to see this before i decide it's good that's that's okay i i understand that but everybody's reaction is to say no. First of all, too bad. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> not broke, don't fix it. All right, Danny, I'm going to mention you. Not broke, don't fix. The show still exists. You can watch it whenever you want. Exactly. It doesn't break the original show. That everybody was like when Ghostbusters came out, it ruined my childhood. It's right there. Right there. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> childhood's right not going here. anywhere. Shut up. I hate that. I hate that. I hate my the feelings when it comes to things like this is okay we we said i write i'm a creator i'm a writer so when i do hear things my initial reaction is anger because of the lack of flat-out original ideas as opposed to taking the skeleton of something that already was that's my only angst against it will i see a trailer and further determine how i feel absolutely like everybody should in the world it's just a matter of the original content something a little new when I see, oh, Danny, shove your thank you up your ass. Uh, when I see the, when I see the, when I hear that, I, 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 I'm not saying you're wrong, Foxy, shut up. I'm not saying also your husband will beat me up. Um, well, I'm not going to say, 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it anyway. Um, <laughs> but whenever I see that, I I look at Hollywood and I I see when people say I want original ideas, and then I see what makes money. That's what people are gonna do. There's yeah. there's yeah. very few original ideas where people are like, we're gonna go see this in droves now. Very little. There's a few. Uh, Knives Out is the last one I can think of, which took a completely uh, basic concept and turned it on its ear, and it was original, and everybody's like, this is really good. Um, or, or you take an original idea, and people give it a shot, and it's and they, they hate it. Like, this best example, Sharknado. How original was Sharknado? Very oh, good. hated it. And then now we have to, like, four or five. And people still hate it. Yeah, Deep Blue Sea 3 came out, too, so... Yeah. But you see celebrities well, fighting to be a part of Sharknado. Exactly. Now. Yeah, seriously. They're like, dude, I'll be in it for free. <laughs> they were like, I want to die by the shark. Just put in. I just, I'm vehement. I can't even say the word. I'm absolutely against um, the neg- The no, I don't want to see it. Well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> I really am. I just, I can't be. The other day, Mm-hmm. But just to throw this into the remakes, and then I'll shut up because you guys are the stars here. I found out that, that Morgan Creek is redoing The Exorcist. I heard. heard. The <laughs> fucking Exorcist. Okay. And even part of me was like, why? <laughs> but I was like, no, no, I can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back, see what happens, and I'm gonna wait because that would be very hypocritical of me. Um, I that TV show I started watching that continued the story was really good, and they got two seasons out of it. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna sit back, I'm not gonna say a word. <laughs> Go ahead, good, say the words. Well, the, the, the other reason why this is going on is, um, well, okay, yeah. I have a very very bad phobia with that movie. Oh. She can't hear she can't yeah. hear she can't hear a chord from the thing. She can't see I, the picture. Anything. I, so I like you know, you're okay. But like I Should flip. I stop posting P- pictures of Peter Gabriel from the seventies? Because that's what they stole. <laughs> no, I, I it's it's bad. It's like really bad. We I, were we our, our honeymoon weekend. Yeah, our honeymoon weekend we went to Chiller Theater no. and she was there. I couldn't enter the room. She, yeah. I ran out of I ran screaming out of stores because like the movie poster is there and like I see it and I slip out. I I can't do it. Yep. I can't do it. Well That's how I actually found out while we were dating, we were in like one of those t shirt shops in the village and it happened to be a t shirt way up and I didn't know and she I'm like, where are you going? She, she went right out the door. I said, Oh shit. And I tried to face that fear. I have there's two movies that we cannot talk about in this house and i'm not going to elaborate because i'll get something thrown at me (laughs) poltergeist and et so the steven spielberg thing got it um foxy if i could i if i could freaky friday with you i would give you my i would take away your fear of that movie and give you my complete apathy towards that film i I've gotten to an argument with my executive producer, Steve Morrison, about that film. I still believe it's the most overrated movie I've ever seen in my life. You've got to argue with me, too, son. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, so, uh, but uh, to, to your point, Dan, about there not, it not being necessary, uh, it's going to happen whether um, 
whether we like it or or not or don't like it whether exactly what you said. Yep. The, by the way craig the first person i texted when i found that out was him it's yeah. like did you see this he goes oh you're kidding me <laughs> <laughs> One thing I actually can say in defense of that movie, of all things, is that even if they're going to go ahead and they're going to redo it, and that's absolutely fine, but nothing will touch that original. And oh, no. The makeup and no, the effects and, and the fear that it instilled in people and the both that good fear of, oh, my God, I want to see it again, and that fear that has been instilled in me. <laughs> I was forced to watch it as a four-year-old from my Catholic grandmother who said, that would happen to me if I sinned. Yeah, well, so, I I saw the uh, when they re-released it in theaters and they added the seven too. minutes with the spider walk uh-huh. because I had already seen it twice. I had seen it, it showing my age here. I saw it when it premiered on uh, no network television. It was a network TV event. The Exorcist uh-huh. saw it then. I saw it when I was old enough to write my own videotapes, and I saw it then. And then I saw it in the theater because I still wasn't getting it. I still don't understand. I still didn't understand what was the big deal about this film. Steve and um, I are going to talk behind your back so much tomorrow. I'll talk, and you can talk in front of you can talk in front of my back. I will tell you the exact same thing. But I mean, I've given this movie so many opportunities yeah. because it's so revered and it's so classic, incredibly well made, the score, everything. But I just, I, it didn't get me. I without naming it. without naming names, uh, the third one's very good. I agree with Steve in that. That one is. I, I was able to watch the third one. Third one is very good. I saw the second one in the theater. <laughs> oh, well, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> the, the second uh, one was... Can the I third tell you? one was really... Yes, really, go ahead. I, oh, I I'm a master. I basically love myself. I'm like, I'm scared of it. I'm going to watch it anyway. Oh, the third one's the third one. Like Steve mentioned, Craig, if you haven't seen the third one, I'm assuming you've seen it. No. Oh, I'm not going to puff it up and say you have to see it. If you ever get a chance, go ahead and give it I'll a view. Make- it's very well made, and it's got one of the best jump cuts. It's not even a jump cut. It is a. It's not like a kinetic jump Michael Bay jump scare. It is a uh-huh. one shot jump scare at the end of the scene. And every time you see it, you don't know it's co- you don't know when it's coming. It's absolutely terrifying. Here's my side note about that movie we can't mention. What? Uh, I'm bitter towards uh, William Freakin because he's the one that started the breakup of the band Genesis. Oh. And it's know. during the filming of this movie that son of a bitch saw that uh, Peter Gabriel wrote a little story idea at the back of the Genesis live album '73. He goes, you know, I want to work with that guy. They have a meeting, they start talking about movies, and he's talking about leaving the band, and Freakin goes, wait, wait, I don't want to break the band up. You got to go back. <laughs> and that's what happened. And that's when Peter started going, I have to write my own stuff. I was like, God. Anyway, fuck you, really. All right. He did like that. Okay. Well, moving on to our last little <laughs> we got from, from Powerpuff Girls to The Exorcist. Amazing transition. I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. This well, is how we do it. A little news tidbit before we I mean, tie this into our previous episode. Um, it has been said that Olivia Munn is in final talks to make her return to G4 TV. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, 
don't know the details, but she, apparently she is in final talks to make her grand return to Z4 TV. Excellent. Oh, I'm just like, with me, I just opened up the floodgates. Okay, let's get Kevin Ferrero. Let's, 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 let's get this one. Alice and Hayley, let's get this one and this one and this one. And then we'll add in Xavier Woods. I was going to say, can we replace Xavier, uh, Tallarico with Xavier? Please. <laughs> and that's coming from my own Italian brethren. Can we do I can do without that guy. We're good. Um, <laughs> I, I remember when her grand exit happened. And she was going to yeah. be this, an actress, and I, I really thought that she was going to be a really good actress. And I can't. Well, she's done a lot of stuff. I mean, she's got, she's built quite the resume. Hell yeah! She, well, she has built quite the resume. I thought her silat was fine. We could argue about those movies, yeah. but I thought she was fine. And I got to see her naked in Magic Mike. And yes, I watched both Magic Mike because everybody in that fucking movie's pretty. Yes, even Kevin Nash. Yes, even Kevin <laughs> Nash. Take a ride down those. Never mind. What? I've never seen Magic Mike. Um, me, ne- me neither, Fox. It's okay. And don't, want, don't watch it with the children. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. All right. Well, I'm that not being said, we've given you all your little appetizer tidbits. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the G4 go, thing. I really, I really want to, I really am, I really hope they put it on TV. Uh, I don't. I, I know we talked about yeah. it briefly last week. Um, I really don't think it works the same if it's just on YouTube because, as I said, you have Funhouse, you have uh, Achievement Hunter, uh, 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 Let's Play. You have all those guys, and I think you just add to it. I don't think it's special unless somebody lets gives them a network. Even if it starts at like the end of the day on the network somewhere, like G Four takes over at six mm. or something. I really hope they try the TV thing, especially yeah. now that a lot of people are home. I, I really hope they try that because uh, I don't, I, I don't want to see it go on YouTube and then, and then just crash and burn again. That make me sad. I mean, they were trendsetters, and the smartest thing for them to do as trendsetters that they were would be to be on TV because right now everyone is doing YouTube, everyone is doing Twitch and podcasts and such. That the smartest thing to do would be doing the complete opposite. Yes. We're back, bitches. <laughs> Channel 48. We're back. That's it. All right. Well, this is, those are your advertisers and tidbits. It is now time for the main course. And boy, do we have a main course after the DC fandom and everything like that. So it's like, it's honestly, it's like, where do you begin? Because everything over the, <coughs> excuse me, everything over the 24 hours is like, Boom. Blockbuster announcement. Blockbuster announcement. Blockbuster announcement. In case you missed it, here's another blockbuster announcement. In case you missed that one, here's another blockbuster announcement. So we'll try to start from the lowest and go to the highest, um, which there really isn't many. Um, starting out with, I'm going to start with um, Wonder Woman, 1984. Like, that actually, uh, this new trailer looks really good. I liked, like it with, like, I liked it with the first trailer alone, but the added parts to it definitely made me go, oh, shit. Yeah, like, nice. I'm not really, like, a huge Wonder Woman fan, but I was like, all right, this movie looks like it's going to kick ass. Can I Can I just say, um, can I get Kristen Wiig's number, please? Yeah, I mean, that was really the what's Doesn't she look me. so different in this movie? Yeah. She, I, and past the joke, she looks hot, but she looks good, and the little shots you got of her... Oh my! I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna pull this off! They're gonna 
fucking pull this off, it's going to be amazing. This She's going to be the villain of the year. I guarantee it. I mean, considering what else is going on in the real world, she'll be the villain of the year. Most definitely. I mean, and, like, this is this is definitely, I mean, she's done, like, little dramatic stuff here and there, but, like, this is really, like, a completely different side and role for her now. And I'm actually excited to, to see it. Like, I've, and again, I'm not a Wonder Woman fan, but I'm like, all right, this actually looks pretty freaking kick-ass right now. This is looking good. Wonderful and man. Anyone who saw Wonder Woman. I'm I'm thinking a lot uh, at this with because Patty Jenkins obviously knows what to do with this uh, with this role and with uh, and any and a lot of people echoed your statements, uh, Damien, that weren't Wonder Woman fans and just only knew like the Linda Carter TV show or didn't know anything about it, and they came away from the first and I took people to see Wonder Woman in a theater and they left absolutely blown away. Uh, just because of how good it was, it 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 was how well it was made and how just a, a damn good film it was. It's still the best as far as DC movies go. That's still Wonder Woman, in my opinion, is still number one uh, up there. So it didn't surprise me at all that this one would just again, like uh, like Foxy said, the first trailer was was amazing, uh, and this one showing Kristen Wiig as uh, as Cheetah, just a little glimpse of of Cheetah, was amazing. And with actresses like that, Damien, that could do comedy and drama and stuff like that, when they take on a superhero role, it just opens them up. And you see, like, take Kate Blanchett from uh, from Thor. You know, she's a two-time Oscar winner. You know, she mm-hmm. does Woody Allen movies. She does mm-hmm. art house films. When she got the idea, she got the, the script and she had got to wear a costume and be a badass, you saw a completely different Kate Blanchett, and she dominated that film. I mean, Thor Ragnarok had so many special effects and so many didn't Hulk and all that stuff, but seeing her, that's what made the film. And like you said, mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig will make this movie, and because she's just good in everything she does anyway, but now that she gets to be a, a comic book villain, oh my god. Um, I don't even just need to see any more trailers uh, to know that that movie's going to. I want to see it in a the theater though, kids. I really, really do. Uh, because it leads into another tidbit yeah, I have for yeah for uh, for later on in the in the show, but yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four, my favorite year. I uh, cannot wait. Awesome. All right. Well, other news, little tidbit coming out of everything. It has been confirmed that Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton will both be playing Batman in the upcoming Flash movie. Thoughts? Yes, so you get, so now we get, both camps get to celebrate their favorite Batman, so I don't have to war with either one of those, the Michael Keaton fans or the the truly, you know, Mm -hmm. the great Ben Affleck fans, the ones that actually know who the best Batman is, so very, very excited about that. (laughs) Flashpoint, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's one of the seminal series in DC history where you know, where in the Mar- Marvel you have multiverses and in DC you have different Earths. And it was kind of touched on in the Flash season finale. We got to see different Earths. We got to see uh, Harvey Bullock from Earth 89. We got to see uh, the Smallville Earth. We got to see uh, Doom Patrol. So DC's taking that, the movie's taking that cue from the TV show, which is the one thing Marvel's lacking. They don't connect their TV and their movies. But the, the the uh, the Flashpoint movie. Now we'll have both Batman in them, the Michael Keaton version and the superior Ben Affleck version. Very excited about that. 
Um, maybe I'll even have the TV version of Flash in the movie, kind of like a turnabout is fair play. Because the movie version of Flash absolutely uh, made it to the TV so, series. Yeah, and then the, 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 like the, the burning question, I think, is obviously with the Michael Keaton aspect. It's like, okay, is he going to be like Batman slash Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond? Is Are they going to CG him a little bit and make him younger and put him back in the suit? So there's definitely a lot of questions that arose out of this. Um, I never really, I mean, I saw tidbits of here and there of, of Affleck as the grizzled uh, veteran Batman. And I, and I got to say, since the key, I did like what I saw out of Ben Affleck as Batman. And again, we've mentioned this in the past, like when you take on that role, remember you're not taking on one role, you're taking on two. When right. you play a convincing Bruce Wayne and a convincing Batman. And through the years, I think Keith was one of the ones that was able to do the two, surprisingly. Other than that, like, George Clooney, great Bruce Wayne, not yeah. a great Batman. Val yeah. Kilmer, decent Bruce Wayne, horrible Batman, and so on and so forth. But, like, Ben Affleck was re really encompassed that grizzled veteran Batman. I love how you skipped Christian Bale in that whole thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Christian okay, Bale was a great... Why I skipped Christian Bale. There is a reason. Go ahead. The reason why I I can't take him seriously as Batman because of the he heavy lisp. I can't do it. No, it's not even the growly voice. It's the lisp that's in it. It's like, bro, you are not intimidating with that lisp. I'm sorry. I'm not wearing hockey pads. Hockey pads. But I will I, say. I'd just be giggling at him. As a criminal, I'd be giggling at him. Dude, you got a lisp. He may. He He may. I get it. He made a great Bruce Wayne, though, because, you know, when he bought the hotels, when he, you know, the, he, when he, with the, the cover story that he got drunk and burned down the, the Wayne Manor, that's typical Bruce Wayne stuff. So he did a great Bruce Wayne. Uh, ben Affleck, to me, is my favorite Batman because it was the only Batman uh, to, from the Dark Knight version, uh, the Dark Knight Returns version, uh, that had been Batman for 25 years, old, grizzled, uh, just a complete sad sack, and that's the only Batman that hasn't had its proper due in a solo movie. That's why, and he's the only Batman in the whole litany of, of film Batman to have his costume is exactly like it was in the comic book. No other Batman on film has that. His his suit in Batman v Superman was exactly from Dark Knight Returns. Um. And I think he did an amazing job. I've said on a previous podcast, as a matter of fact, on our last one, why I didn't think why Michael Keaton isn't my Batman and how who I thought would have done a better job than him, uh, several other people, but um, that's neither here nor there. But um, that the fact that he's going to be in it is, uh, is great because like him or not, uh, my, and I love Michael Keaton, I just didn't like him as Batman. He's got the seminal line. Um, he was the first to say, I'm Batman. Yeah, no one can take that away from him. Mm -hmm. Still should have been Kurt Russell, but um, we'll leave that <laughs> as it may. And, uh, and it, look forward to, to Flashpoint, because if, if Flashpoint, the movie, and, and really it's saying something about Ezra Miller, that everyone's talking about Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton instead of the star of the film, uh, Ezra Miller, who is playing Flash. So it is his film. 
So I and I know we're going to talk about Justice League uh, before this is over, but I, as far as Ezra Miller, I was going to say something about Michael Keaton, but let me just say about Ezra Miller, he was fan fucking tastic in that movie, and he has my favorite moment in Justice League. Uh, and spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it by now, when they're fighting, when Superman comes back, and they're fighting him against the Memorial, and this dude thinks he's going to get around him. And starts running towards to get around Superman. And, and Superman look. just doesn't even turn his head. He just turns his eye. And then <laughs> I get chills thinking about that, right? That was perfect. And then it cuts back to the Flash going. <laughs> Ezra Miller, his Flash in Justice League was exactly Tom Holland's Spider-Man in Marvel. That was his. That was. It was perfect. He was perfect. I know there's a whole television show, but he's my Flash, and I think he'll steal the show when it comes down to it once they get this Flash. There have been people waiting for Flashpoint for so long. I'm so happy they got both of the – that they got two Batmans to do this. I, I, it's going to blow people's minds they get it right. As far as Michael Keaton goes, I grew up watching Johnny Dangerously as a kid. Yeah, my mom let me watch that. Uh <laughs> I am so goddamn happy he's back after Birdman, and he he was the 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 vulture. They pull when they open the door after that montage, and he opens the door as her father. Yeah, I will never forget the collective <gasps> in that full theater when it opens the door, and he's just standing there. Hey, hey, Pete! Oh, holy shit! I'm so bad. I'm so happy he's back. I love Michael Keaton. He kind of went away for a little while, and now he's gonna be Batman again. I'm nerdgasming all over the place. <laughs> I, I love Michael Keaton, and the people that I want to and I want to address is to the people that I've had uh, differences with were Michael Keaton. I just like with you with Johnny Dangerously. I saw Johnny Johnny Dangerously in a theater. Yeah, I saw Gung. Yeah, I am old, and I <laughs> but I also saw Gung Ho. And Night Shift right, right. and Mr. Mom in a theater. So I paid to see Michael Keaton. That's yeah. how much I loved him. I, I watched Michael Keaton do stand-up on the Midnight Special, and I thought he was great. So I love Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was a stand-up guy? Yes, that's yeah. where we got started. I have to look this up. That's amazing. Dan, why do you think I was so upset when I heard he was cast as Batman? Why are you okay? at me? Because that's why I want people to get when he was cast as Batman. I said, you want you, – no. Hold on. First of all, let me just say, anybody that argues with you is usually wrong because you know your shit. So let me just say that right now. If, if anybody's arguing with this dude, yeah, but he was really good. Take that perspective of a guy that grew up literally of age watching Michael Keaton, why he was worried about that role in the first place. I don't I understand your point of view. Kiss my ass, but I understand your point of view. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to explain to anybody on this show your point of view. Because, again, we'll talk about it later. As we've seen, every time there's a casting in Batman, somebody bitches about it. Yes. And so uh, when – so way back in 1988, when the uh, Warner Brothers was, make, was making a Batman film – Yeah. Absolutely no one was saying, oh, it's got to be Michael Keaton. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, I completely, I completely understand your, 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 yeah. I get it. I understand why you were like, why the fuck? But, and, but Dan, just like I did all the other times, all the other movies, I, I saw Batman in the theater three times, paid yeah. to see it all every time, paid for other people, took dates to see it. 
because I was so thrilled about having you. I don't know if dates. you noticed or not. Yeah, dates. dates. <laughs> but the same movie. Yeah, the same movie. movie. <laughs> And then I had to act surprised when I saw it was a different one. Think, oh, yeah. you see that? <laughs> By the way, that. some things never change. No, they do not. Yeah. The more things change. Uh, so, yeah, so having Michael Keaton back, um, and I, I'm just absolutely enthralled. And because he's got a set, because he's such a damn good actor, he's always going to have a career, but to, to go back and to get a chance to do that for so, for a generation of people that that is their Batman. And I'm not trying to take that away because he is a seminal part of film history because he was the first big screen Batman uh, mm. to, to make it a, uh, and he made the, the role his own. Um, and you know, some people say, I can't see anyone else in the role. I can still see other people in the role, but he's a Batman that we have. And it's like, we can't do anything about it. He didn't take my childhood. He just took my idea. It's like, wow, Mr. Mom is kicking somebody's ass. I didn't see that. Hunt Stevenson is already, is a badass. Yeah. yeah. It's true though. Cause the same Batman debate can be said about the Joker debate. Yeah, exactly. It's the same, it's the same debate. debate. So, well, you know what gets me kids, Foxy, Damien, if I can just for a second, to kind of put this in perspective. Um, 138, I'm gonna give you some numbers. 138, and 147. There's been 138 actors that have played Dracula on screen. There's been 147 actors that have played Sherlock Holmes on screen. Please don't get bent out of shape about five Batman. Okay. <laughs> really not that big a deal. All right. Fine. That's a good point. Well, we all agree that Mark Hamill's the Joker, right? Yes, yeah. uh, Mark Hamill. Keep that in mind. We'll we'll put a pin on that because I have some Mark Hamill news coming up later in this uh, podcast. Nerd herder uh, leaders, okay. take it back. Yeah, go ahead, Damien. What's right. up next? All right. Well, since we're kind of bleeding into the topic already, all right. We also got the the long-awaited trailer for many of the Jack uh, Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. I thought you were going to a different trailer. Um, some people, <laughs> some people were excited. Some people were like, you know, some people were just like, this is just a cash grab, and everything like that. So Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer, and go. Okay, first, I don't understand it. Do I want to see it? Yeah, sure, it looks good, but I don't understand the sudden. We want to see Zack Snyder's cut. When everybody actually hated and shit on Zack Snyder for so long up until he said he had a darker version cut of Justice League. So now all of a sudden we like the guy? Yeah, because like everything else he's done is gold. Yeah, because you remember on the way out, like during and on the way out, he wasn't Mr. Popular. No, I, and I, so I don't get the sudden craving for his footage and the sudden, oh, Zack Snyder's so great. Like, I, I think it was more so because like when Justice League finally hit, a lot of people were like, <laughs> well, I, I, what I think it was, Damien, is uh, the word of mouth when it came out uh, that the uh, on the Batman versus Superman DVD, the extra footage that made the film, you know, not infinitely better, but uh, uh, deservedly, I mean, or but uh, marketedly better, the 40 minutes that was in the uh, in the Blu-ray uh, that people mm -hmm. didn't see, and so that wet the appetite of oh, well, if, if this added footage that wasn't in theaters makes this film that, that good, so much better than the theatrical release, what else is he, does he have? And that's what, I think that's what whet the appetite of, of many. 
Go ahead, Dan. As a Zack Snyder defender to the end, the guy I was one of three people that saw Watchmen in the local theater when it, the night it debuted. By the way, it was me and three of them. Uh, so y'all kiss my ass if you think I haven't been to this argument before. I don't mean you on the show. I mean everybody who's like, hey, Zack Snyder. Yeah, y'all kiss my big white ass. Um, <laughs> Rich. Kiss my big ritzy ass. <laughs> so here's the first example. Um, I'll just say this. The Justice League movie is okay. I don't hate it. I like it. It's not the greatest piece of uh, film ever put to stock. But it was fine. I have a lot of complaints, but I complain a lot. That, so I'm told. I don't actually, but that's what they tell me. The first, I have two. I'm going to go back to the Ghostbusters well, so I'm sorry. Um, there's Ghostbusters and Batman versus Superman. Ghostbusters came out. A lot of people liked it, but a lot of people went, meh. Batman versus Superman came out. A lot of people went, meh, you're all crazy, but whatever. That's, that's neither here nor there. Then the extended versions of both came out. And as much as I liked both original versions, my thought was, why the fuck did either of the studios put their hands on this movie and not release what we got? Because both versions of the the extended version of Batman vs. Superman was like, why did you cut any of this? This is perfect. Why did you touch it? The extended version of Ghostbusters. Why did you take this out? <laughs> I agree. There's so much stuff in Batman. Zack Snyder is right for DC because DC movie, DC, you you all read the books. It's long. It's there's chapters and chapters and history and year. Just like with Marvel, they went another direction. Nobody's going to argue with that formula because that was pretty fucking good. But it's it's supposed to be long, monotonous, and angry and, and dark and gritty. And Zack Snyder exactly gave you that, and everybody's bitching. <laughs> I wanted Batman versus Superman to be four fucking hours long. I got what I wanted out of that movie. I thought it was fantastic. We could debate Martha being stupid. It doesn't kill the movie for me because you still have Tell Me D Bleed. You will. Uh, Justice League, that trailer came out. First of all, good choice with Nirvana. I oh, not, no, that's the Batman trail. Sorry, Batman good trailer. choice with what did they use? God damn it! What did they use? They, they used a specific uh, I, song, I, and now yeah. I'm forgetting. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, so now I don't have to think about um, um, uh, Silk Spectre and Night Owl fucking in the ship now because that ruined that song for me. Um, I think Hallelujah. I'm like, yeah, I think Hallelujah. It's gonna it's gonna turn out the same way Batman versus Superman did for me, where it's like, why why would you cut this? This was perfect. I I get I get real angry as ADD as I am and I can't sit still. People are like I'm gonna sit three hours and and four hours in the movie theater. Yeah, imagine that. Sit still. God forbid. <laughs> if you can't wait for it to come out on demand. If you have kids, I understand you can't go. But don't go. <laughs> Snyder cut ass. I thought y'all thought he 
was too dark and confusing for you. And I think what added to it, though, was, like, like the actors, like, chiming in. Like, I, I think a lot of the cast, like, Momoa and a couple of people were very vocal. They were kind of disappointed with what came out theatrically. And they were like, no, nah, what Zach had was, was, was pretty good. And then, and then that's what got the wheels mo- going on, on it. And everything like that was the fact that Momoa and, and Affleck, and those people were like, nah, you guys had to see what he originally well, had then planned. They, they need to like petition for people to rewatch Buffer Punch and see how good it is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, to my understanding, too, for Oldest I mean, th- I think this like boosts up Justice League now up to like three hours or something like that now. Yeah. And which is, which is, uh, yeah, which is standard Zack Snyder you know, stuff, right? a standard Zack Snyder movie. If you added the, uh, the the footage from Batman versus Superman that was on the DVD, that would have been a three-hour film. So... Yeah, the uh, Blu-ray, the Blu-ray, the extended version of Batman versus Superman is like over three hours, and I'm just like, all right, give it to me. Uh, that's the version I have. I have that 4K. It's brilliant. Yeah, the, the, I played the trailer, like, the kids have not seen the original Justice League. They, they're more into the Marvel stuff, but, like, you know, Jace, again, our middle dark child. The middle dark child. We're watching the trailer, he just went, oh, my God, dark side. <laughs> he said, oh, my God, it's dark side. There you go. That's it. And, like, and this. <laughs> Batman versus Superman has one of my favorite shots in any movie ever put out in the theaters, and it's the dream sequence. Yeah. It's the one long shot. Of the dream sequence where he's fighting uh, the soldiers of Superman and they're just this one shot of this, all these people converging onto Batman's location, all the aliens and all the soldiers, which cuts to a great moment with where he's hanging and, and being arrested, they were arrested, yeah. but he's being captured by Superman. And that's lost because, well, that movie sucked. And it's a great shot. I really wish people would give that movie a second chance and ignore the Martha thing. Jesus Christ, I could nitpick any movie and say, well, we really didn't need that. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> that was a great scene, Dan. And being a comic book fan, that was reminiscent of uh, a, a couple of stories, that uh, DC stories that they put together. Kind of one was from Tower of Babel, and I think another was for... Um, uh, another Justice League uh, story, so I I just thought it was great. It was a great shot. It was I, in a, anything post-apocalyptic. I I I'm weirdly attracted to, but yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes too. Exactly what you said, Foxy. I don't understand. Dax Snyder was the same guy the whole time, but now you know with Justice League cut, now all of a sudden he's he's something else. But he's n- nothing about him has changed at all. But now that the Justice League is, has added new stuff, and he's going to add now all of a sudden he's marked as or we're up <laughs> Zack Snyder's ass. Uh I don't I don't get it. Um and, and Zack Snyder he he's the hero that DC movies kinda need, especially when they are more dark and gritty, with the exception of like a Wonder Woman or a Flash. But with the storyline, we always said DC was grittier than Marvel. Marvel is very bright colors and such, but DC's been gritty. Zack Snyder <laughs> That's Yeah. Zack Snyder is the hero that DC needs when it comes to their movies being super dark and super gritty. Just want to add um, two comments. Uh, Harry says it's going to be four hour. It's going to be basically a four part hour long miniseries. Each. I thought of a five hour Watchmen movie. Yeah, but... exactly. I had to sit through Lord of the Rings once by not by choice. So yeah. Okay. Oh wow! No comment. Uh, Sox says I didn't hate it either. I thought it was mediocre, but I feel like the reason why a lot of people wanted to see this is because they feel like it's going to be a lot better than what they got. 
And with the reason Zach stepped away, I feel like people wanting to see what we should have got because of what happened in his life all those years ago. So I guess it's a make do people want to see. Yeah. Rewatch Sucker Punch People is good. Yeah, Sucker Punch is gonna be really good. We watch all Zack Snyder movies. Stop being such a bitch about it. <laughs> I would just watch movies. Watch movies. Just watch, watch movies. movies. You got time. We, we got time. What else? What else, Damien? All right, so time. so we're gonna we're gonna break it up a little bit because you know it's it's very you know Justice League Batman heavy stuff. So we're gonna break it up a little bit and throw a little piece of something else in there that came out from DC fandom that was uh, out of the blue. The first Black Adam teaser, which is yeah. kind of had like a motion comic feel and everything like that, but like you know the Rocks has been talking about this one for you know, sorry Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson. But he's been talking about this one for so long, and we finally got something out of it, you know, wasn't necessarily him, it was more like, again, it looked more like a motion comic, but it kind of gave you, like, a little backdrop and a feel of what the movie's gonna be like and everything like that, and I gotta admit, I'm kind of excited about Black Adam. The voiceover by The Rock, aka Dwayne Johnson, is what sold it, and that's the first yeah. time I was attracted to it, was uh, the, it was the voiceover for uh, Black Adam, because, you know, it's weird how uh, Dwayne Johnson has carved out the most successful movie career uh, of anyone in the last 10 years without doing one single superhero film. And yeah. here is his, it's his first one. And it was like, he was custom made for it. A- after years of being attached to so many comic book projects, he was supposed to be Namor, the Submariner. He was supposed to be Doc Savage, Man of Bronze. He was supposed to be uh, something else in, in Marvel. But here it's at Black Adam. I think this was the perfect role for him he looks exactly like the the comic uh character this trailer i wish more movies would use trailers like this to tell a story yeah because it doesn't show you anything in the movie exactly it just makes yeah, me definitely. it just makes me want to see it but uh, by the way about the motion comic i'm pretty i'm fairly certain my theory is that the reason why they used the motion comic and again craig you're right they should do more of that is because they haven't been able to shoot anything because of what's going on so hey can you record a voiceover yeah sure i'll do it in 10 minutes yeah I mean, and again I, and I, I think you know again it created a, a diff- it, it definitely created a different way to present it mm-hmm. which was nice it was original uh, for those that weren't familiar with the character, you got a feel of the character and everything like that. And it didn't and, give away the movie. Cause and a it, lot of movie trailers lately literally are giving you the entire plot of a movie or they give you all of the like super duper action scenes to where it's like the rest is just filler when you're actually watching a movie lately. It was just, just the right amount of, ooh. I am intrigued. Yes. And that's why I don't watch trailers, Foxy. It's for that, that exact reason. And sometimes what you see in the trailer does not end up in on the screen at all. So, avoid trailer. You know, and then like, and then like when like Shazam hit, you know, after, it was a nice sidetrack to the style of what DC had been doing. It was a little bit more lighthearted and everything like that, uh, with exceptions of the villain. And I think Black Adam's going to do the same thing. It's going to give you a little bit something different because you know, let's face it, you know, Black Adam's not exactly a hero either. You know, I mean, and everything. So I'm definitely excited for. Black Adam for sure, as well as everybody else. Um, shifting gears again, trying to stay away from the bat stuff, sort of. We also got our first uh, roll call trailer for the next Suicide Squad, which actually looks better than the first one. This one looks, and then John Cena happens to be in this one. So, 
And I, I love when they did the roll call, uh, showing all the characters, you know, Idris Alba and John Cena, and it just says, King Shark. <laughs> no actor. King Shark. No, no, no actor. And of course, get a real live shark. King shark. This is one of the larger casts. It probably is the largest cast of any superhero film ever made. Uh, they got a bunch of heavy hitters. Uh, even found a way to get Pete Davidson in there, which is quite an accomplishment. But the the, the thing what I heard about this movie, though, Damien, is that it's not a sequel, but it's also not not a sequel. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, like it's based on like one of the World Wars or something, I think. Yeah. So, I think but, it's like a soft reboot kind of deal, right? Yeah, but they're still going to put some, some people from the first movie that are in this movie, but it's – yeah. So I, I don't think- – I think I figured out why I like the first movie so much and why people think I'm crazy. Uh, it's Ghostbusters at the end. The first, yeah, the last 30 minutes is Ghostbusters. It's That's pretty much like Ghostbusters. So if you, if you switch yeah. any of those characters out with any of the 12 Ghostbusters that exist in the universe, you got a Ghostbusters movie at the end. That's period. That's it. It's okay. It's <laughs> not the greatest movie, but it's probably my least favorite of the however many they got. It was but, a great introduction to Harley Quinn. That's what I took away from Suicide Perfect. Squad. And I like that in Birds of Prey, they kind of showed that footage, but not really showed the Joker. Like, we're going to ignore that part. But here's Jerk jumping into some acid. <laughs> I can't figure that out. My, 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 main thing, my main thing that I'm hoping, though, that they don't do with Harley, because DC, <clears throat> they're obviously in the movie universe, are trying to make her their Deadpool. And I, yeah. I, I caught like the last like, 10, 15 minutes of, of Birds of Prey. And, you know, she's breaking the fourth wall and she's doing the gags and she's talking to the camera. And I'm like, Harley doesn't do that. That's not Harley. She doesn't break the fourth wall and, and stuff like that. So hopefully they revert her back to the way that she's supposed to be and not acting like Deadpool. All in all, though, I was really excited to see it. Um, again, I just hope, you know, because Gunn is behind it, I just hope he doesn't make it feel too much like his first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And it still stands on his own. Uh, according to him, though, it's the biggest one he's ever done and everything like that. And I'm like, well, Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty big when you did that one. So That's let's, what I say. I mean, like, what? Well, well, I, I'm kind of excited, though, uh, uh, for the Suicide Squad. It does look – it does definitely does look interesting. With that cast, you know, you can't help but uh, be intrigued about it. You know, again, a lot of heavy hitters, Idris Elba. And, Instead of Fluga. Uh, yeah. Who cares about yeah. Fluga <laughs> <laughs> But the original um, – uh, and the original cast from the, from the first film in here – uh, Harley really is DC's MVP. It's the, really the one go-to character that they have, you know, where, whereas Marvel has several, you know, you, you have your, your core, your Iron Man, your Captain America, your, you know, and even before we get to Deadpool, Marvel's got a whole slew of MVPs. DC, the pickings are slim, you know. Uh, it's, so with Harley, you know, we, we don't know if we'll ever see Henry Cavill as a Superman again. Uh, we're in, we're, we got three Batman right now as we speak. So, Right now, Harley's kind of, you know, carrying the torch uh, until uh, until Wonder Woman, though. But uh, that it, it's it's great uh, that they're they're having a uh, a Suicide Squad. I know Peter Gunn is going to honor this commitment in, in order to do Guardians of the Galaxy three. So I, this this will be a good uh, a good test for him. I looking forward. I really loved Birds of Prey. I really love that movie and. There was a scene where, yes, they it was ripped. The first thing I thought was, ah, Deadpool, <laughs> because she's in, she's in the police precinct looking for the kid, and 
they shoot up a bunch of coke, and she sniffs the coke up. And I was like, aha, they found the magic, literally, dust. Yeah. Dan, <laughs> but, you know what? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, if as long as they pull it back, mm-hmm. I think that works for Birds of Prey because – the way they were telling that story, they framed it as it was a third wall breaker, like I'm the fourth wall breaker. I'm telling you the story. I'm also involved. Oh, but I'm also telling you the story of these girls here, and we have that established now, and I assume they're going to do more. I never not bust out laughing. She goes, it's a crossbow. I'm not fucking 12. <laughs> but, it, you know about uh, Birds of Prey, Dan, that it opened at number one. You're not allowed to say that because it caused uh, it caused um, I'm, Such derision! No, i uh, You can you please tell uh, the Varguses that, please that 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 argument. Uh, Foxy, Damien, uh, if I can have your ear for a second. Um, <laughs> earlier this year, um, I was commenting on the fact that uh, Margot Robbie, uh, the weekend that Birds of Prey came out, uh, she was went to the uh, the Oscars where she was nominated. And then the very next day, she was on the set of The Suicide Squad. So she had, I was commenting on what a great weekend she had. So I said, not only did she have a number one film, she attended the Oscars. And the very next morning, she's on the set of Suicide Squad. Margot Robbie's amazing. All I got back from the comments, and I shared this picture of her from the set of Suicide Squad. Everyone focused on number one movie, question mark. Well, I wouldn't call it a number one. Well, it sucked, but no other movies came out that weekend. But it really underperformed. But if it made more money than any movie that came out that weekend, that's what a number one film is. I had to fight Mm -hmm. people on this. They were arguing with me. I wouldn't call it a number one. It's not my opinion. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie of all time. I'm saying that it made more money than any movie that opened that weekend. That's a fact. That's not an opinion. I still got people arguing with me. Really? Number one? Question mark? Well, I wouldn't call it a number one film. It only made $33 million. But no other movie made $33 million. So it's number one. I made $33 million. I feel like number one, too. Can I have only $33 million? It's not that much? Like, come on. I, I had to go Dickie Roberts on them, Damien. Do you remember the movie Dickie Roberts, former child star with yeah. David Spade? You know how much money mm-hmm. it made opening weekend? Six million dollars. You know what other movie opened it that weekend that made more than that? Zero. You know what that means? Dickie Roberts was the number one film. Yeah. That's exactly. how that works. Exactly. I was just watching this on the cover. I was just watching this on Facebook unfold, just texting him in private. Going, are, are, are we on the same page here? I don't think we're on the same page. I don't think anybody understands that. I don't understand why me calling Bird to Prey number, the number one film rubbed so many people the wrong way. And shut up, small penis people. It was a good goddamn movie. It was a good film. Well, and fine. You, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> when Jesus it comes to Christ. DC needs all the help it can get. So Fuck I, me. Yeah. She had Gorgeous breakfast sandwich at 4K. It was beautiful. She sniffed Coke. She's talking to everybody, shooting people with paint guns. Shut the fuck up. It was fine. And she had a a CGI hyena. (laughs) Yeah, god damn it. It ain't licorice, you assholes. And this and this episode's nerd rage is sponsored by Dan. Fuck me. (laughs) Fuck. It's just a fucking movie. Shut up. Sorry. 
<laughs> what else you got, Damien? All right, well, sticking on the uh, the Suicide Squad front, the big surprise one that came out um, over the, the that came out by fandom that no one saw coming. Video game trailer for Justice uh, for Suicide Squad kills Justice League. Holy ball! Wow. Take my money now, Rocksteady. You guys roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's connect it back to wrestling real quick. Does everybody know who King Shark is in the video game? That that would be Samoa Joe. And actually, what's interesting is because I was going to bring that up. This is actually not his first voice acting credit either. I think right. this is like his second one because he did a voice uh, for the Transformers series. That was on Netflix. I did not know that. I did not there, know that either. I did not know that. Yes, yeah, so Joe's building up quite the uh, the voice acting uh, resume as well. But no, will... Oh my god! Like Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. Just looks amazing. I can't wait for this game. I want it. I gotta I, have it. And then I I will withhold my excitement. <laughs> I will withhold my excitement until I see gameplay because, well, that'll come up in a second. Yeah, that's Rocksteady. Well, okay. Damien, it seems like I thought that was a rumor. I didn't know that was a real thing until like yesterday. I thought, oh, okay, well, that's a nice idea, but it's going to be an actual video game. Uh, Amazing. And Uh, I'm 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 saying this because I've got my fill of Avengers beta. I've been playing that nonstop, you know, daily. So for another superhero Mm -hmm. game, I'm I'm aching for that. So great Uh, news. If you haven't seen the game trailer for it. It, it's amazing. It's Good absolutely trailer. amazing. It, like great comedy and everything like that. But that ending, holy shit! That ending, <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's like again, if you haven't seen it, Craig, just watch the trailer. It's just like the ending is what really makes the trailer. I know you don't like watching trailers, but watch that one. Well, if for a video game, yes, I will watch trailers because uh, I'm I got to see what I'm throwing my money at. So I'm that's exactly what I'm gonna do when I. Uh, when I get done with you guys, so what's the uh, what's the other video game news you got, Damien? Uh, okay, so then the other video game news, of course, is we got Gotham Knights, which was rumored there was going to be another Batman game. It's like, yes, there is another Batman game, but there is a twist to it. <laughs> there is a twist to it. So Gotham Knights uh, uh, opens up with um, you know Bruce Wayne saying, you know, if you've received this message, I, I'm dead, and it's yeah. just like. Whoa, and everything like that, and it basically he leaves the mantle of 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 keeping the peace in the city, which is already going crazy because Batman's dead and Batman's gone, Bruce Wayne's gone, uh, and it's left to Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood, and holy crap, <laughs> it's like it's just whoa, and each one of them has their own different play style and everything like that, and of course. Obviously, it's got going to have the multiplayer option and everything like that. But again, you know, just it's running off the same engine as all the previous Batman games. <laughs> so the, the 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 fighting mechanics are incredible and everything like that. But again, just look absolutely amazing. Whereas like the Suicide Squad was just a full blown you know game trailer. You really get gameplay. So again, it it spoils. That's the great thing about video game trailers. It really doesn't spoil much of anything because, and it also cinematically, you know, the cinematic you can't take that as gameplay. But the the, the trailer is great. But with the Gotham Knights one, they gave you the blend. They gave you the story, and then you saw some gameplay and everything. They gave you a little bit of everything, and it was just like, oh, oh dear Santa. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman video games are my favorite video game franchise of all time. I've played more hours, lost more time, 
been almost fired more for being late from playing uh, Arkham Asylum, um, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, and the last one, Arkham Knight. And the last one, we got the the uh, the the DLC, the downloadable content. You got to play as Harley. You got to play as as Robin. You got to play as Batgirl. So I'm glad they took that into an entire video game. Um, and this will be the first game, for what I understand, that's, that's not going to have Batman in it. So oh, mm-hmm. hold on, wait a minute. Are we? We're not buying that he's dead, dead, right? I'm sure there is a function that might be in the DLC where you can play as Batman, okay, but okay. but the but the four uh, protagonists are the ones that, that Damien just mentioned, and I'm very excited to play. I am very excited. Red Hood. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna be Batgirl so much it's not even funny because I love her cape. <laughs> But then this is the funny thing. It was almost like two trailers slash reveals in one because you get all of this stuff, all of this stuff, and all of a sudden you get like this chamber and you hear this voiceover and dialogue, whatever, and it reveals. Oh, that's right. Is the Court of Owls. Yes, and that's the like, main villain. Yes. What? Here, here's here's so, how yeah, my fandom day went, like right? Here, here's how my fandom day went, Damien. I was like, I forgot to keep checking back, so I kept catching shit late. So uh, the Phillies got scored against, didn't they? No, he was oh. just he hit a double. He was he should he should have been out, but I thought so. Played. I saw that reaction. I'm like, ah, no, shit, I know what he's about. Uh, so I missed the trailer reveal, but I saw the gameplay footage live yeah. of Gotham mm-hmm. Knight, and I was sold there. Uh, I know people were like, "Well, it's it's WB Montreal." I liked Arkham Origins. I don't know what the problem was, everybody. I like that game. It's the only game I think uh, our friend Craig Steve Morrison broke twice. Yes, for playing for playing Deadpool. Yeah, uh, for playing Deathstroke. Rather. Deathstroke. He would. He yes. took it out of the machine, broke it, and then immediately ordered another copy so he could play it again. <laughs> I I loved all the the Batman game. The Arkham series of Batman games is the best, and it's got the the best engine. And getting to play as Batman. Uh, and going throughout the entire city of, of, of Gotham and then, you know, through Arkham, absolutely uh, incredible. So here's my, here's my shocking statement of the week. I've played Arkham City more than any Ghostbuster video game ever. Wow. I have, oh. I have played Arkham. You okay? Over there? I've played Arkham like- City so much. That is, from start to finish, one of the – I shocked Purple – Shock purple in the in the in the chat. I love the Ghostbusters video game. It's so goddamn long. It it, it it's it, it's it's long and that and that part at the end with the freaking gargoyles at the gate. I did twenty seven times because it keeps kicking my fucking ass. Um. So, but I played Arkham City five times through, where I played Ghostbusters three times through, from start to finish. Hmm. I love that video game. The NES version. I've never gotten past the first three buildings in the NES version, and I'm not going back to that because that Ghostbusters game sucks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, with the, with with the Gotham Knights one, it was just like, it was literally like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and then Quarter Hours, oh my god, <laughs> like the whole way through that trailer, it was like, ah! I for, that's what I forgot, Damien. To tell everybody here, know who Alana Pierce is, or at least heard of Alana Pierce. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. All right. She used to work for IGN. She works for Funhouse. She's also a video game journalist, uh, originally from Australia. 
I would put her video game prowess against anybody I know. She'd probably beat him, hands down. Uh, she's the gamer that I dream to be. <laughs> I will never be that good, at, that good or involved in video games. I missed the trailer and watched it as her as she watched. She recorded a reveal because she is a huge Batman fan. Uber Batman fan. More, Craig, she's got you beat, dude. I'm sorry, with all due respect. She's got us all beat as far as Batman. It's just not – you look her up, we lost. <laughs> but <laughs> she, she watches the trailer, and we had the – at the same time, because, again, I missed it, so I'm like, oh, there was a trailer. I'll watch it with Alana. <gasps> we did that at the same time the Court of House thing started, and I was like, I damn near passed out. I was Oh my God! They're gonna finally. Oh, holy shit! <laughs> I don't care what comes before this. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is, and the thing All is, right. playing as those four is 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 game enough. But you add the owls to it. Now here, mm-hmm. now do we think? Let, let's go around the room. Do we think it's gonna be like Avengers, where you can switch and pick who you want, or do you think you're gonna have to use Batgirl and then have to use Red Hood for these missions, and then have to use Robin for these or Nightwing for these missions? I think it's going to be like last uh, Arkham Knight. Um, you get to play as Batman, and then another uh, part of the game, you get to play as Nightwing, and another right. part, you get to play as Robin. So I think you're going to have to go through all four of these to get – and I think it's going to be all four of them battling different courts of owls. Harry thinks GTA style. Dirt Herder bosses, what do you think? Um, it, it's, I don't – see, that's the thing. Like, they mentioned the multiplayer thing, so I don't know if the multiplayer is going to coincide with – potential stories or anything like that but it, it sounds more feasible like what you guys are saying it's gonna be like okay play this chapter with this one and this chapter with this one and so forth and so on to put the whole story together i don't have an opinion i will say that i like that dc the, was said oh you have an avengers game that's cute <laughs> Really, pretty much. Oops. Because, like, they killed it with the other two games. Yeah. They definitely yeah. did. All right. Now, leading into the last and the biggest, like, holy shit through the whole thing. So, we're going we're gonna to build this one up a little bit. All right. So, when Robert Pattinson was announced as uh, – it's Robert Pattinson, right? Yes. Yeah, she got it. Never. Okay. When he was announced as Batman, everybody went, uh, huh? <laughs> And it was like everybody was already shitting on it. Every everybody was shitting on it. Top Dog was shitting on it. Everybody was shitting on it. Everything. Like, oh, it, it was Michael. It, it was Michael Keaton all over again, Damien. Yeah, but like it, I, 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 the poor guy can't get out of the Twilight bubble. So everyone was like, no, no, absolutely not, no. And then this trailer dropped, and the first one I see on my feed is Papa Don goes. All right, I'm not completely sold, but I'm giving I, this a chance. I sent it to him. <laughs> I sent that to him. I said, I know how you feel, but I thought of you first. I sent that motherfucker to him. So I watched, we sat here, we watched the trail. I went, fuck, this actually looks good. And then I go on Facebook, and everybody went, all right, this actually is pretty damn good. This is pretty good. This is like, all right. And then it was like, then it had to be um, investigated a little bit because we knew Colin Farrell was was cast as the Penguin. So everybody's like, "Where's the Penguin?" And I was like, "I'm looking, I'm looking." I call, tell her, "I says, I have a funny feeling that's Colin Farrell." And sure, they got him like an oldest, amazing prosthetic. Holy shit, that's Colin Farrell. That's Colin Farrell. 
That's oh. Colin Farrell as as the Penguin. Uh, and then the interesting twist is you know, the Riddler seeming to be the main uh, villain in it and everything like that, but as a homicidal killer. Like, they're going, like, a, a very, like, dark, I think it's supposed to be, like, Batman year one, year one uh, in a sense, and everything like that. Year two? Year, year two. two. Well, it seems like they're incorporating a little bit of Zaz in with the Riddler. Yeah, right? yeah. I was definitely thinking that they're incorporating Zaz mixed oh, with the Riddler. Oh, that was Zaz. No, Zaz. It's oh, the, you mean the Zaz Harry into the, I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 okay. It's kind of melding him into the Riddler to make him a little bit more of a threat as opposed to the comical thing that they put out in the past mm. and everything like that, but like, you know, make him actually a formidable opponent of sorts. No, but it looks... It actually looked pretty damn good, and I'm like, all right, I'm a, I'm gonna give this one a whirl and, and forget Twilight for a second and just look at this as a movie, and it looks like a pretty damn good movie. Right. I, I'm good. I might be the odd person out here, and maybe to anybody watching or listening now, live or in the future or to this episode, maybe I won't be the odd man out, but I'm a little Batmaned out at mm. this point. I feel, and this is nothing against the actor playing Batman. But I feel at this point in time with the DC universe and what they're accomplishing and all of the other stories like the Justice League and Flashpoint that there really is no need other than a money grab for another solo Batman movie. I'm sorry. And I I have, other than Zoe Kravitz, I don't have an interest in this movie strictly because again, Always know as Batman movies, always seen as Batman movies. Now is the time for the Wonder Woman, for the Flash, for Justice League, for Black Adam. Batman's already, we have two Batmans, a Flashpoint coming. Do we need a solo Batman movie right now? No. Well, as we know, I mean, there's DC and then there's Batman. <laughs> you know, Batman, well, S star DC. Well, well, Foxy, I can I can uh, assuage your uh, your concern, and, and it's a valid one. We don't need a we don't need another Batman to the tune of we don't need another hero by Tina Turner, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome dated reference, but um, <laughs> the original. Uh, we have a bell for every reference. Yeah. But the Batman that we just saw the awesome trailer to, the that was supposed to have been Ben Affleck's Batman. That was the title of the Batman. So they just kept the title and got because Ben Affleck was going to wrote and was writing and directing the Batman, which was the sequel to Justice League. Or was supposed to take place in between Bust, uh, Batman v Superman and Justice League. And the original plot mm. was for it to take place in Arkham Asylum. And uh, he was going to write it and direct it. Um, and then he gave up the directing to Matt Reeves because um, of the, uh, he was going to concentrate on just writing the script, but then his personal problems took over, uh, i.e., the the um, the alcoholism, and he had to go to uh, to rehab, so he dropped out of the whole thing, and he was done Batman altogether. And that's enter Robert Pattinson and enter a brand new script, enter the Batman Year Two that we see right now. So we weren't going to have a third Batman. It was always going to be Ben Affleck from the beginning. It's just life got in the way. And Ben Affleck dropped out, which is why we see uh, the the Batman now. And that trailer that everyone's going ape shit over, uh, and and rightly so, um, that's only twenty percent of the film. They haven't even finished shooting it yet. So again, that's why I get another reason why I don't like trailers, especially this one, as good as it was. 
what we saw may or may not even be in the finished product. And we hadn't yeah. even and we haven't even seen most of the uh and just like with Suicide Squad, they have a huge cast. Uh we saw Zoe Kravitz in there, but we didn't see her as Catwoman. We saw her uh a little bit with a cat mask on, but uh we saw a little bit of Commissioner Gordon, but there's also um, you know, we didn't see a lot of uh penguin, but uh John David um uh Washington um is rumored to be playing Harvey Dent. Um because the film, uh, the Batman, is loosely based on the the Long Halloween uh, storyline mm-hmm. of the Batman. That's why there's so many villains in it. Because if you remember the Long Halloween comic book fans, if you're w- listening to this, there was a mass murder every month, and there was a new villain every month. So, in the Long Halloween, you had Bat, you had uh, Penguin, you had um, Catwoman, you had uh, Two Face, you had the Riddler, you had all these different um, villains uh and so there is more to, again again the movie's only 20 percent done uh with what they have to to uh to work with they brought out the trailer specifically for dc fandom and so they cut they put that together just for this event uh we weren't going to see a trailer for quite a while uh if not for the if not for this pandemic we probably will still wouldn't see it yeah, or, or may have even been earlier because if we would have had our comic book convention schedule, like I would be at one right now. Actually, it was supposed to be here. Keystone Comic Con was supposed to be here this weekend. Uh, it would have dropped, you know, either before that or or this time anyway. But uh, yeah, to yeah. so all the to all the Batman fans, uh, the movie's not done. Uh, it's only twenty only shot twenty percent of it, and there's a lot more to it. But I agree with what you say, Fox. We don't need another Batman. But the reason we have one is because Ben Affleck couldn't do it. So oh, no, I don't be- need another Batman. I just mean another, even if it was Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, right now, I'm just personally a little Batman You're down. Batman, yeah. I, I okay. feel like the other heroes, the other characters with Batman the, and cameo. I'm, I'm Batman movie out at this point. <laughs> which, which I, think, I think that's why you kind of raised an eyebrow, no pun intended, when like Black Adam was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's different. Like something different. I mean, my, when it comes to DC movies, I'm still waiting on my dream DC movie, which is a horror movie based on the Scarecrow. I At this point, I want different. Give me different characters. Give me different origins. Just give me the whole universe. Just, I'm sorry. <laughs> the whole, give me the whole DC Jesus universe. Christ, that's assault. That's assault on camera. I mean, Superman, Batman was something different to yeah. all of us. It's just, you know, right now, let the other players have their time. Please they, stop yeah. that. They did the Scarecrow dirty in the Nolan movies. They did he, doesn't wear shirt. Oh, yeah. he doesn't wear a shirt and tie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, well, not only that, but the best version of the Scarecrow has been the Arkham games. <laughs> yeah. No, and, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. In Justice Two, he was amazing. In Robert Englund voiced him in Justice Two. Yeah. Um, and really quick though, because you reminded me, um, because you mentioned the, the the long Halloween. Yes. Um, this came out as a matter of fact. They're kind of like they did the Dark Knight uh, uh, Returns in a two part animated movie. We are getting the long Halloween in a two part animated movie as well. I really hope they don't do to it like they what they did to Killing Joke. Uh, Killing Joke is my favorite Batman graphic oh, novel of all God. time, and that DVD was absolutely horrible. Um, they got the, the the last up, but the first part, the uh, the Batman Batgirl love story was just really unnecessary. 
rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, Fox, to piggyback on what you said, my dream DC uh, movie project, uh, John Stewart, Green Lantern. That needs to be a film. Yeah. Harry says he wants to see Liam Neeson in uh, a League of Assassins movie. Okay. Uh, he also asked, um, he thinks you should carry on with villain movies only, like The Joker. Got to be better I than The Joker, then. Do, uh, I, I do agree with doing more villain movies, because the stories of them are so complex. And in order to write a good villain movie, you have to write it where everything they're doing is evil and nefarious, but to their mind, it's yeah. good. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, just to see the, the insides and, you know, what does turn a man, because I didn't watch the Joker movie. I don't need to. I watched. I, I read the book, The Joker. That was all I needed to do. But I, I think more villain movies need to come out. And with some of the villains, with the way some of the DC villains are, at least, again, it does fall very, you know, horror movie. Can, like, can you see a horror movie based on Solomon Grundy? Oh my oh, god! Yes. Oh my oh, yes. god! Yes, if please. What they're trying to do with Marvel's New Mutants, they can do with the villains in DC Universe. Mm-hmm. They had a whole line of DC villains one-shot comics at one point when I worked at the comic book shop. I mean, they sold insanely. I mean, there's been talks of the Green Lantern Corps becoming a show, I think, for HBO or whatever. I mean, the Red Lanterns. Oh. Oh, they spew blood! Oh, my, come on! It's right there! Like, you know, this, in, I, mean, uh, I think... I think horror. I think horror in the superhero genre is is something that has to really start coming. You really need to start happening. Yeah. Definitely. In 1990 or I think 1991, DC put out a graphic novel called "The Unauthorized Biography of Lex Luthor," um, where we saw a tiny Lex who grew up rich and privileged, who had his parents killed so he could get their inheritance, and he covered it all up. Wow. And we saw this young man grow up to be this demonic despotic figure in the rise of Lex Luthor that was a movie and it was again it was 30 years ago but it was just called the unauthorized biography of Lex Luthor someone did a a, a, a biopic about Lex Luthor he had approved and after he, the book came out he had the author killed and again he made it all look like accidents but that his story that story is a movie in itself because it's it the way it was done it's a, just a straight-up drama but a horror film because we saw this little boy from the time Lex Luthor was a, a child with nothing but pure evil and would just wanted nothing but everything for himself. So if we're doing villain movies, just a the rise of Lex Luthor from a kid to this, you know, it, it, de- demonic uh, demagogic figure uh, would be a, a fine movie to explore and, and completely independent of Superman. The unauthorized biography of Lex yeah. Luthor had nothing to do with Superman. It was just a one yeah. kid and, going to adulthood. I, I'm and pretty they sure. Have to take on more of a. No. It, I mean, super quick, super quick. Like, when it does come to those, they have to take on a more horror route because of what happened with the movie The Joker. In them telling his story and how he became the way he was, it almost romanticized. Yeah a lot of what made him a villain in a sense. And I mean, his, his descent and his mental health descent, yes, a lot of people were able to relate to, and it sent a decent message, but not the one you were supposed to send. Okay, you weren't supposed to get that. That wasn't the one you're supposed to get out of it. So in in telling any like villain 
stories, you almost do have to take the horror out to once again show that, yes, what they're doing is evil, and only they think it's right. Mm-hmm. You know? Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. I was just saying, I'm pretty sure I still have that one-shot Riddler that they did in the 90s, early 90s. Yeah. I forgot those existed. I'm pretty sure I still have it on my shelf somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, any villain backstory would make for a good movie, and just like with DC, like any comic book, you have a lot of source material. So, um, hopefully, they'll take our advice if they're listening to this podcast. Oh, they're listening to us incessantly. Well, definitely. Yeah, something else, uh, Damien. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that is your DC fandom wrap up. But I did jot down something really quick because Craig had mentioned something. He had something about us for Mark Hamill. I did. Thank you for that great segue, Damien. I'm so no glad problem. you. I'm so glad you married that man, Foxy. Great taste. Um, <laughs> my partner uh, and a comic book guru's. <laughs> my partner and comic book guru's Rockstar Rob uh, talked to me today, and he's got his ear to the ground of many different uh, tree lengths and tree trunks, and he let me know. No, that's that, for sure. Uh, in the Mandalorian, we will see. Um, you might have seen the memes uh, a couple years ago, and uh, people made some uh, artist connections, and uh, uh, the dream has become a reality. Sebastian Stan will be playing Luke Skywalker in hmm. The Mandalorian. Cause, and it'll be, yeah, because you know, The Mandalorian takes place between uh, After Jedi and be, before the, uh, the current crop of Star Wars film, but uh, Sebastian Stan will be playing the role of Luke Skywalker. Uh, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. may also have a role in there. I, I think the original idea was to use the, the de-aging technique that was been that we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and in uh, Civil War with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and, and Ant-Man with Michael Douglas. Uh, but it was just too expensive a process and to have Mark Hamill be in every episode. So um, it yeah. will be Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be Sebastian Stan. And if you ever saw the the pictures of Sebastian Stan and Mark Hamill side by side, um, I can, the, I can yeah. see him playing a young Luke Skywalker. I sure. look for the look for the meme or look for the the gif of of Sebastian. I do recall seeing it. I I had remember I remember I had actually sent it showed you doing. You're like, oh holy smokes! Like that guy does look like Mark Hamill. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. Huh? Well. Oh yeah, because, I can definitely. Yeah, well, it, it, yeah. it looks like him in, in, in the midst of breaking and fixing his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was right yeah. after right after the car accident. Yeah, that's fucked yeah, up. That was the one. Okay. I, that was, there was a, <laughs> they did the Photoshop. They did the meme in the Photoshop. Yeah, but definitely without a doubt. Yeah, I yeah. I haven't even I forgot to finish the Mandalorian. I saw the first three episodes and dropped out, and I still haven't gone back yet. Go back. Don't tell me what to do. Go back. I'll go back to that when Foxy finishes Watchmen. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay, oh, that's a fair. That's a fair up. trade, Fox. Look, I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I haven't started it yet. I know you haven't. He had went back to work. Wow. So, I know. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> no, this is actually sent like actually quite sweet because we we watch everything together. And during pandemic, it was like, stay up late, do whatever, watch this, watch that. And, you oh, know, wow. he went back to work and I don't feel like staying up. If he oh, no, I, I'm kidding. Like, I get it. Um, hold on a second. And that was your moment. Let me, let me, 
Danny, why did we call it the Wokeman? Am I going to have to get real fucking angry on this podcast now? No. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I had to rewatch the first. Moving on. Come on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Somebody was commenting. It's it's not an easy start. It is a slow start, uh, Foxy. So you're going to have to do it when you have somebody else with the kids and not have to. It is a slow start. He had to. Um, Purple Flavor Trash had to rewatch the first few episodes because they nodded off early. <laughs> <laughs> through them initially. So. I don't think Watchmen starts slow, but okay. Well, I, I can't watch anything. This is me here with the kids. I can't oh, no. even watch a, a stupid reality show when it's just, I have to be, I literally have to have Damien around to watch I mean, something. past the initial... Sorry. Go ahead. No, but like, no, but uh, there was one time she had to go do the grocery shopping. I sat here to watch a B-rated werewolf movie that was no more than 80 some odd minutes. She was out for a few hours. I was still trying to make my way through it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I finally finished, I finished an 80 something hour, uh, 80 something minute movie in about four hours. <laughs> it has taken me oftentimes like two to three hours to watch a 30 minute episode of something on my DVR when I'm home alone with the kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's address a few things. Let's. let's Let's address a few things about the uh, Watchmen. The Watchmen has always been political. Don't like the guy that wrote it initially, but that's a different discussion for another time. Kind of an asshole. Absolutely. Uh, well, not kind of. He is an asshole. Uh, but what we have to... Uh, starting off slow is the incorrect words I would use for that first episode, actually. And I, I will correct that. Because it doesn't start off slow. It starts with a big old slap in the goddamn face. And then you're on for the ride. It does slow a little bit because they're trying to tell so many stories of so many characters that a lot of people don't know about. Because, let's face it, other than reading the book, nobody saw that movie. Uh, <laughs> and and, and the, the TV series takes place 30 years after the movie. Yeah. But 30 it, years after the end of the graphic novel. The graphic novel, yes. So yeah. it is a continuation. So you kind of... I would say it's one of those things that you do yourself a favor to watch the original or read the original and then watch the show, but you don't have to. No. But after that initial scene, that kind of goes. It's it's very, here's this story, and here's this story, and here's this story, and then it goes. Well, I might, I just thought of something. I might have found a little hook that might get her a little bit more intrigued to give it a shot one night. The fashion designer from American Horror Story Hotel. Yes. And he's in it as the one with the hood and the noose. I love him. He's in it. He, the, the, the one from The Watchmen with the, with the hood and the noose around oh, his It's like, not a matter of him. giving the incentive to watch it. We only have Fridays and Saturdays to watch something. Saturday nights, you game, and I have no problem with that, okay? Friday nights, we are either too tired to watch something, or we leave on Metal Mania on MTV, and we fall asleep. Yeah, pretty much. But no, I figured I'd toss that out there, which obviously caught her attention really quick. He's, 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 he's that. Yeah, he's in it. Wait, he's Hood of Justice? Yeah, I didn't give yeah. away anything yeah, there. Uh, the guy from the we all know Hooded Justice is in it. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw, I guess I saw like the quick clip, and yeah, like you know, he's got the hood off and everything like that. And I was like, oh, it's the dude from American Horror Story. She oh, it. that man, it's it's heavy. It's so heavy. I'm talking to Purple Flavor Trash in the chat about 
it's it's fucking heavy. If you've ever dealt with any type of racism, Craig, you you could just a slightly you could relate to it it's heavy in the it's yeah it's heavy it's emotionally heavy i'll tell you that it's a lot to take in it's just being a white boy over here saying that (laughs) well it's why i got 26 emmy nominations because uh you know happy stuff doesn't sell like that uh speaking of watching things and this is the last tidbit i have um you gave us breaking news uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, Damien, before we went on the air, I was told of uh, uh, something. Speaking of watching things, here's another one to add to your list. Uh, at Disney Plus, uh, Black Widow, the other female-led superhero movie uh, that was supposed to come out this year other than Wonder Woman. Uh, Black Widow will indeed uh, be coming to Disney Plus with a catch. What? With, with a catch. Not only will it be on Disney Plus, but for only twenty nine ninety five or thirty bucks, you can own Black Widow. Oh, that's fine. I don't need to own it for as long, yeah, but for as long as you have Disney Plus. So if you let your Disney Plus uh, membership lapse, then you will lose Black Widow. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. So, uh, only, so wait a minute. It's only on Disney Plus, and you yep. can't you can't buy it digitally to keep unless you have Disney Plus. Yep. I'll be waiting. There you Sweet. go. Thank you very much, Disney. I'll wait for the DVD. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. Foxy, say that again. No, it's just so unfortunate. We've all wanted a Black Widow movie since, like, she popped in on Iron Man. Iron Man 2. And it's going straight to Disney Plus. That's so unfortunate. We're getting Bill and Ted this weekend. I mean, if we could just—that's true. That's true. If we just get um, Scarlet Scarjo to stop taking roles that aren't—well, I'm not touching that one. Never mind. If she just be quiet yeah, a little bit. Just let, let's just be quiet a little bit, Scarjo. I'm just saying. However, yes. In non-DC news, though, that did come out this week. As this week, speaking of politically, uh, you know, oh um, engrossed, I guess, TV shows or whatever. Uh, the latest Penny Dreadful, City of Angels, did get the act. Yeah, Penny Dreadful, Dreadful did season. get canceled. Penny Dreadful got canceled. Mm-hmm. It did. Wow. Uh, yeah. So one of the, um, I don't want to say complaints, but one of the uh, biggest gripes that did come up about it was attaching the name Penny Dreadful to a, to said series, because a lot of people did enjoy this series. They they enjoyed the supernaturalism of it. They enjoyed, well, not really enjoyed the racial parts of it but the, the story yeah, yeah. Yeah. just the unfortunate part was linking it to the original penny dreadful when they were so leagues apart in terms of story and aesthetic and just all it should have just been its own series without the attachment but it did get the axe after its first official season oh also a big surprise i got the axe a uh, very popular netflix series just caught the axe oh that's Alter right. carbon yeah that's Alter awesome. carbon as well and apparently yeah, that was absolutely. like a really big popular one, and that one just got the axe as well. Yeah, it was a, very, a critical favorite. Um, that one, the, the one, the the one axe that really got me. I know that, and this is a, a completely non-comic book related, but it has something to do with costumes. Um, Foxy, um, this was, the series is on Comedy Central for six years, and they just canceled it be, I, be, strictly because of the pandemic. Uh, Drunk history. Uh, I used to love canceled. that show. I still it won an Emmy, but it won the Emmy for best costume design. They spent a 
buttload of money on those costumes. When they would do those historical reenactments with the drunk people talking over them, um, that that cost them some money. So there was some serious coin uh, on that uh, on that that show, that Comedy Central show. Was it was one of the more expensive shows on any network. Well, I will say, I say the argument can be made that things are going on right now that are way beyond drunk history that we don't really need it anymore. Yeah, I thought this whole this whole year has been drunk history. Yeah, I was actually going to go a little further and just state how isn't it interesting how things that we're supposed to know about are getting canceled amid all of this? How's that for woke? What are you talking about? Throw it at me. Then let's continue. Let's cancel anything drunk history that might have to tell us about what really went on in the world when everyone's oh. trying to make up their own well, history. Yeah. Or, well, you know, let, let's cancel the show that had to deal with, you know, racism and Nazis in, you know, California back in the day. No, 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 no. We don't want to know about any of those historical points. We should do a show oh. about the uh, Japanese internment camps after World War II and cancel it. Yeah, or, or call it, yeah, Baby George Decay. He was there. Yeah, call Baby George Decay. Um, oh, my God. Penny Dreadful, City of Angels. Oh, I, see, I haven't seen any of Penny Dreadful stuff, but the more I hear about it, the more I think I should watch it. Yeah, but I mean, but Penny Dreadful, just like Altered Carbon, was a huge critical favorite. And um, and people is, like us really, really liked it, really, you know, loved it. Somebody explain, I have a legitimate question, not a gripe, because I don't know. Uh, what is the deal? Why? It, what is the deal? Why is Netflix canceling highly rated, critically acclaimed shows all the time? I don't understand. They want to put up more Tiger King, probably. Oh, fuck well, Tiger King. Oh, actually, money, 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 money. Well, this girl just got casted to play the, the wife. Um, Kate McKinnon just got casted to play the wife oh, on an NBC God. series. Yeah. Wait, what? And, Who, that, where? Kate, Kate Kate McKinnon just got casted to play the you know the wife Carol, oh, Carol Baskin Carol Baskin but, oh, but see, right. no but see, the thing is uh David uh Tiger King is getting the Amy Fisher treatment there's going to be like two or three different oh, Tiger King um yeah. Yeah. I remember like three or four Amy Fisher specials there was one on, the, Fox there was one on every network there's one on NBC yeah. ABC and CBS yeah exactly you had to choose from all of them and then you know so so basically you know Say which one you chose to watch and why'd you pick the Alyssa Milano one? It's that easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over, over the Drew Barrymore one, yes. Wait, yeah. Drew Barrymore is one? I'll watch anything yeah. Drew Barrymore is. Alyssa Milano. It's got Alyssa Milano. I, I believe her. <laughs> Drew Barrymore is my girl. Me too. Do we, do we, do we have anything that, else? That is, that is the third roundup, man. That That is... I mean, just that was pretty heavy. Unless there's any other tidbits that anybody got anything, go for it. Just want the BS, or if anyone has questions in the chat before we all go. Yeah, anybody got any questions? Shoot them now, because the old timers are probably gonna pass out shortly. (laughs) I will say for any comic book listeners out here, the two nerd herders, uh, please pick up. uh, Just dropped this week. It was trending number one worldwide yesterday for a short time. Uh, Batman Three Jokers. um, The it was uh, drawn by the uh, same artist who did uh, Killing Joke, and uh, it's, uh, it was written by the, uh, of course, his name I forgot. I've been talking about it all day, but of course now I can't remember. But uh, Batman Three Jokers is Jeff Johns. One. Jeff Johns, yes. Uh, the uh, number four. Yeah. Well, Batman Three, Batman Three Jokers is for you, uh, Damien. It just dropped uh, this week. It's why oh, Rob. I wrote it down. Okay, that's why Rob couldn't be here because he was out getting his uh, one of the seven variant copies of it. 
I don't want ever excuses ever again from Rob. Sorry. I actually have a pretty cool Jeff Johns story, though, from a a Comic-Con. Go ahead. Um, I I cosplayed, you know, uh, one Saturday I cosplayed as a a Green Lantern and everything like that. And Jeff Johns, of course, was signing that day. And this is when, you know, his whole rebirth of Green Lantern was going on, leading it to, and it was like, Green Lantern was like the hottest thing DC was doing because of him. So, of course, the line to meet Jeff Johns was like from where his table was to the other end. And I says, shit, I'm not going to be able to meet him. Forget it. I'm walking down, and I'm wearing my Green Lantern outfit. They were like that. Who's coming down the... the Aisle the opposite way, Jeff Johns, and he actually sees. He goes, "Hey, that's pretty cool." And I wound up getting my my meet and greet and my photo for free in my Green Lantern suit. You are the man. That you're the that, man, Damien. There's a bonus right there. That's a win. It's on, it's on my Facebook too. It's actually on my Facebook. I have to look for that. And everything. That's awesome. Oh yeah, and actually the pictures of the Green Lantern is actually pretty cool because I the way I made it, the, the white part is actually a reflective sticker. Okay. So, on the symbol, whenever somebody took a picture and flashed, it actually made, it actually, like, it yeah, it lit up. It popped with the flash. It was like, oh, that was pretty cool. Pop, pop, yes, pop. I got to meet Jeff Johnson. I got to meet Jeff Johnson free while everybody wasted their day waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> they idiots. <laughs> Just walk around. They got to walk around, too. Yeah, they got to well, eat. Her brother, her brother, like, passed by Stan Lee that way and Seth Green in that same con. But he's like, he met, he met and Seth Green at the same con just from walking around. I, w- I walked into uh, Wizard World with, oh, uh, crap, Michael. Um, guy plays Yondu on uh, – and Michael walked, Rooker. My, oh, I walked Michael in Rooker. with Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker is walking into walking to his booth, walked right through the convention center with no one around, no one just had the little pipe you know, hat on. I just walked right in next to him, and I looked at him, and I said uh, – you ready to have some fun, Mike? And he looked at me and went, always. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael walked. Rooker, who is in the Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. Another one. I walk past celebrities, I say nothing. Exactly. That's She's the way crazy. they like it. I, I yeah, she, she, she had the, ba- the bassist for Metallica, right? Uh, no, the guitarist. The guitarist. Yeah. I used to work, and this is only built. So I was just thinking about this yesterday. Again, sporadic stories, I'm sorry. But it, 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 they're worth mentioning because, again, she freezes in front of celebrities like No Tomorrow. I so I used to work at the Sony building uh, on 55th and Madison Avenue when it was there. And it was the day of the MTV Movie Award, uh, no, musical, the, music awards, the yeah. music awards at Radio City Music Hall when they used to do them there. So she comes, she comes to meet me, and I'm looking, and I'm like, isn't that... No, goes, I said it. I, yeah. I was looking, this guy was walking towards us. I'm like, is that Kirk Hammett of Metallica? And I went, yes. And he's, like, walking, and I'm just staring. And staring. But the best part is, the best part is, she, he created a window for her to say hi or something. Because I think something. he heard me. Because, like, so he's walking, he's walking by himself, no crew, no nothing, and he sees her staring and kind of mouth, and he literally looks at her, smiles, says hello and everything and you know what she does <laughs> well, yeah, I, nailed it nailed it yeah it's just, it's just, i think i think it was like I, like he was at the corner and just kept walking hi <laughs> yeah I, i'm gonna i'm i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna make you feel good uh foxy because i have a uh, a similar story thank you um, for finishing that sentence yes um 
I used to work at a uh, uh, at WHYY Channel 12 in Philly, the public radio, uh, public TV, uh, public broadcasting system. So uh, we also do the uh, the NPR show Fresh Air out of there, out of that same uh, building. So celebrities would drop by all the time. Because of the unwritten rule in men's rooms, this is what happened to me. I walk into the men's room. I just need to wash my hands. I see a man at the uh, urinal doing his business. I'm washing my hands. The person that was at the urinal walks up next to me and I'm, I got my head down. Don't make eye contact in the men's room. Unwritten, unwritten law, just one thing you don't do. The person next to me looks in the mirror, looks at me and doesn't say anything. And I guess he wants to know if I re recognize him or anything, but I don't know because I got my head down. I'm washing my hands. I'm doing my business because you don't make eye contact in the men's room. I walk out first and I see my coworker, David, and I say, hey, David, the person that was in the men's room with me walks out the other way and goes the opposite direction. And David's mouth is wide open. I said, what's wrong, David? He goes, you were in the bathroom with David Duchovny? <laughs> I wow. guess I was, but you don't make eye contact in the men's room. So I did the exact same thing you did, Foxy. Had I looked up, I probably would have said nothing and just, you know, but yeah. Wait, so I you're, not, you're not supposed to make eye contact in the men's room? No. Oops. <laughs> hey. What's up? Hey, man. What's up? Hey, how you doing? How's it hanging? How's it <laughs> See hanging? what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Speaking of leaving alone, have we? Do we? Do we have any questions from our our, our nerd, yeah. nerd nerd them? I um I had a uh, Damien's gonna yell at me, but I had a oh, counterpoint boy. that I wanted to bring up about uh, Harley Quinn and breaking the fourth wall. Okay. And this is from one of our um, and I know you're the you're the other Deadpool, so don't yell at any of us. Um. So apparently she has broken the fourth wall in several uh, episodes and comic books. Uh, she just hasn't been doing it. As, well, I, I guess she's been around this long. When did Deadpool come out first? In 1991. 1991, but Jesus he wasn't fully, like, he wasn't Deadpool. Deadpool until like 2000. You guys were like, bah, 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 91, Jesus. Um, and Harley Har was well because she was created specifically for oh, the animated series. Yeah, for, she came from the animated series. She'd done it a bunch of times on the animated series and on a bunch of comics, so it is not new to Harley, but yeah. ah. Deadpool's more known for it. I just wanted to throw that in there bef but without getting my head blown off by uh, both sides. Uh, okay. And, not, and okay. not, in a good, not in a good way. <laughs> well, I think more so... When I, when I, it's more so also in the way they were doing it in that movie because it was like literally like you said like when you saw a scene you're like wow that's Deadpool right there like it it's it it didn't come off as her it came off as we're gonna rip off Deadpool like, I well, cannot came off as. I cannot I cannot comment enough about it because I don't know uh, if the cocaine thing is also Harley thing because I've read none of her comic books what what got what the sim so I can't really say i stopped with gotham city sirens so i can't even base an opinion on what they've done with harley yeah Thomas this is like either. before they've like really yeah like taken her all over the place i think she has become the other i think she's become deadpool for dc and that's why they were able to write it in without ripping like we're ripping off deadpool i think it's kind of her thing now based on everything yeah. i'm reading here in the chat and go ahead craig had Birds of Prey not been a voiceover, had not been Harley narrating, this comparison to Deadpool would not even exist. 
that's, that's true. Yeah, that's where the similar. I'll give you that one. From. That's right. Had it just been a straight film, it would she would not have had the Deadpool uh, the the Deadpool comparison. May I say that I've enjoyed I enjoyed both just the same, and I can't wait for more just the same. And I think yeah. Margot Robbie is fucking great as as Harley, just she's as much perfect. as she's Deadpool. Uh, nope, sorry, oops. She's Harley. She's Harley Quinn as much as Ryan Reynolds Ryan is Reynolds Deadpool. Deadpool. There is nobody else now. That's it. I agree. I'll oh, shut up. Take over the show, please. <laughs> well, there's not much else to take over. Again, that's what I said. If anybody's got any comments or questions, now's now's the time. That was it. I think we're. I went through the chat. I think we're good. All right. Uh, so uh, do the, do your outro, and I'll I'll just uh, go when I'm called until I'm called. <laughs> Okay, outros. So let's see. First, okay, you can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Viva Foxy Foxy. That is F O X Y F O X X Y and Facebook.com slash Foxy Foxy spelled the same way. You can find him. You can find me on Instagram uh, and YouTube, D Vargas802. I'm also on uh, Facebook. Pretty much that's it. And you can follow all of these things as well as little nerd tidbits, replays of this, as well as live every Wednesday, last Wednesday of the month on Facebook.com slash NerdHerders Radio. Craig, you go. Me? I go. Um, you can find me, Craig Lagon, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Uh, if you like this nerd stuff uh, that we've been talking about, I had no him for three hours. Um, you can also go to my other page, uh, Comic Book Gurus Podcast, my Facebook page. Give us a like if you haven't already. And for old, namely vintage episodes of Comic Book Gurus Podcast, you can find those on WMMR.com or wherever podcasts are sold for free on the internet. You're going to throw it to me? And, have to, and, and finally, the man behind the curtain, the one who made all of us possible, uh, the one, the only... Uh, uh, whose dad is having a happy 60th birthday right now, Mr. Dan Law Calachico. Six, six. He's, uh, he's one six away from the devil. Um, and he doesn't look a day older, except for the stroke. Uh, you can follow me on... He's fine! He's goddamn fine! <laughs> when your old man is talking to you about his birthday, he takes you into the bathroom with you, he's fucking fine. Follow me on Twitter... Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and my DMs at DanLaw83. With that being said, hey, Craig, please follow this, follow suit. We can do this smoothly. You my nerd herder. I'm your nerd herder. Yeah, mine. You're, you're my nerd herder. And mine. And, yeah, you're my nerd herder. Mine. Uh, 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 Foxy, you're my nerd herder. My nerd herder. Damien. You're my nerd herder. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. You're my nerd herder, man. Oh, thanks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. You're my nerd herder. Hey, this is a total package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. 
Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And didn't get uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the... Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.